0: listening to from the maker to the made podcast
1: welcome back everybody to season two from the maker to the made my name is barry power
0: and i'm damian walsh and thanks for tuning in this season the podcast aims to help creatives find their way in the modern digital landscape
1: In some of the upcoming episodes of this season, we talk about topics like artificial intelligence in music, evolving as an artist with technology and business of creativity.
0: So welcome to the first creative challenge. So this is the first challenge that we've given ourselves. And we're hoping to get everybody else that listens involved uh, over the coming months. The whole idea of this creative challenge is for people to take something creative outside of their comfort zone. Uh, Spend a month on it and by the end have something to show. So if you'd like to get involved in future creative challenges, please reach out on From the Maker pod uh, on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love your ideas. Uh, And of course, we'd love to feature some of the creative challenge work you've done. So what did you choose for this month's creative challenge?
1: This month uh, I chose photography and the subject of the photography I was doing is Shadows. That was yours.
0: Cool. Yeah, so this month, my drone challenge was to create some drone footage that I could actually sell to somebody. Uh, I had to take some drone video um, and try and be as creative as I could to get somebody to to actually buy it. So how did yours go?
1: Yeah, mine went, mine went well. Um, it was nice to have a subject. I'm glad I picked a subject because... Um, Obviously, I wanted to learn more about the technical aspects of photography, um, about like perspective and uh, focal lengths and all that kind of stuff. And I was able to do that, but having a subject that you could just go out and shoot is is really beneficial. Um, because when I was walking around, and you'd like literally, you'd take your phone out and you'd start seeing shadows in the weirdest of places and even during the daytime if you're walking through the woods um you you'd see these shadows and you you you'd start looking at your surrounding area in a way you probably wouldn't before so um that was a real eye opener like having a having a subject
0: so did you did you learn any kind of new photographic techniques when you were doing it or what was i imagine like Sometimes shooting in the, uh, you know, taking, taking photographs at nighttime can be difficult enough. Um, like, how did that go? Uh,
1: well, I suppose t- technically, you know, having a tripod for shutter speed, um, at nighttime is a massive help. Um, and I do something about shooting at nighttime in general, though, it's, uh, Yeah, it's kind of a cool, cool time to shoot. Um, I wouldn't say there's any like one specific thing. Um, I think, I think uh, focal length, I think is, was kind of the most eye-opening thing, you know, to, to get like, you know, subjects that are close and then have a blurry background and that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know much about photography, so um, I suppose you're never going to be an expert in it after just a month of doing it, but I I know a lot more than I did going in, if that helps.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and did you, you you know, obviously if you're using a tripod, did you experiment with any um, uh, kind of cars in the background, you know, kind of long exposure with light trails that kind of stuff
1: yeah absolutely um there was one uh there was one or two nights where i took out um the proper dslr and then i had my phone for a lot of it and um you know you think oh you go out with a phone now but um there's a lot of there's a lot of adjustable settings you can do on your phone which i wouldn't have even known about there's like a pro mode <laughs> that has uh, yeah you know all the different aspects uh we did some light not light trail stuff um shooting on your own as well is different and more difficult than if you have somebody with me i like uh went out with a friend of mine and i went with my brother um who's a photographer anyway so he was able to uh he was able to kind of guide me in the right directions, but uh, he kind of went off into the zone, you know, like he, uh, he'd go and take like 40 or 50 pictures and, you know, come back and then delete like 38 of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I am, um, I had a good experience before when I, I went, um, doing street photography um, with a guy called Freddie, I think his he's uh, Raw Dublin on Instagram, and um, he's like great photographer. But it was actually a group of I think six or seven of us walking around Dublin City Centre, and you know at night time taking photographs, and it was just class. It was just so good. And because you're in a group of people, you don't feel like an absolute weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Walking down I, the road. I, yeah, and setting was, up a I was out
1: in Dublin um and had a few I took a few pictures and the way you see um your surrounding um really makes a big difference. Yeah. You know, you start to see the you start to see buildings in a different way and where where we're from uh our hometown is Balnuslow and in Balnusloe close to where we grew up um, there was a mental mental institution which is derelict now it's a it's a, all run down but as you can imagine you know walking around late at night taking pictures yeah. of this kind of boarded up um kind of like mental hospital um and looking in like broken windows and um we were taking pictures of leading lines, you know, this, this idea of kind of leading lines to a subject and, um, and you, you see, you, you go and experience the world in a slightly different way than, than you normally would, which is, that yeah. was, that was really cool.
0: And what was your result? What was the, have you got like one f- photograph that you're like really proud of?
1: Uh, I don't know yet. I think there's the. I still need to work through the shortlist because it's three hundred. I have like three hundred oh, shots a month, so um, and some of them are good. And then you know you wonder, it's like, what's that about, or you know, um, and that's I think that's another, uh, that's another education. Is sometimes you take a lot of pictures and you wonder what what you were thinking taking the picture in the first place <laughs> you know um <laughs> especially when they're of like leaves or trees or inanimate objects if something doesn't have a subject in it it's it's kind of weird it was it's yeah. kind of abstract you know um What the yeah, whole I'll, concept
0: I'll, of uh, the whole concept of of taking photographs of shadows to me already seems pretty abstract
1: yeah well uh, the idea was from not to be too pretentious about it but uh, this idea of like carl Jung and um you know this like shadow self so his kind of theory was that like we all have this shadow side that like um kind of informs your behavior in the subconscious so I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a cool idea to go and try and take a photograph of. So there was some sort of awareness in that going into it that, that's that's kind of what I wanted to try and capture. Of course I didn't come near anywhere like that, <laughs> you know. Um <laughs> but uh I thought it was a good it was good starting point. Um and yeah, having having a set month and having a set subject was really was really helpful how did, how did yours go let's uh.
0: um, well mine wasn't as creatively intense as yours sounds <laughs> <laughs> um, mine, mine was more very you know I have a drone for about well since Christmas time um, DJI Mini 2 and I wanted to be able to uh, just take some footage that looked decent enough that somebody might want to use it for something. Um, so pretty, pretty broad scope. And um, the start of it, I had all these delusions where I thought that I might be able to do some really cool stuff in like local coffee shop. And um, one, one kind of harebrained idea was like, um, start the drone. Outside the coffee shop, and fly it through the coffee shop, and out the <laughs> other side, and out across like the sea, um, which is on the other side of the coffee shop. So there's like a a little um, there's a little garden at the back of the coffee shop, um. But then my drone flying skills have a a a lot to be desired. So I just you know. So that one went out the window then the next one was um i i found a youtube video where uh people were talking about i suppose quick ways if you're a drone pilot to maybe make a few quid and so one of those videos was about um you uh you go to like a a local hotel and uh, you know take some cool drone footage take some cool videos get a pack together send it to the hotel And then just say, look, you know, do you want to buy this? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, with that one, the hotels uh, that I had in mind already had drone footage. So that went out the window as well. But it is maybe it might be another, you know. That's a good idea, though. Yeah. Yeah. An idea for another time. And then then I had a garage idea. So I go to like, uh, you know, like a, a car sales lot and do something similar. So, you know, do a cool drone sweep around. Again, what I had in my head was, you know, close, you know, Peter McKinnon style, amazing stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. what actually happened or what way it turned out was was absolutely not that. And um, so uh, on my on my garage travels, um, I was I was shooting a garage just on a on a main road and didn't realize that I actually flew my drone uh, over a halting site, <laughs> and um, <laughs> almost got myself in a bit of trouble. Uh, there was a, a a guy that came out of the halting site to ask me what the hell I was doing, um, and I I had a, I the drone camera was pointed like up, so I didn't even realize that I'd flown over. Um, but anyway, so I, you know, I I got away unscathed the from that. The joys
1: one. of flying a drone.
0: Yeah, but I, it's something that I wasn't wasn't aware of. Obviously, it wasn't a no, it wasn't a no fly zone. I was on a main road, uh, but and I thought I just flew over a field, but I didn't. And um, so yeah, so you have to be a little bit careful. Well, you have to be very careful with with drone flying. The kind of last thing that I did was. Uh, I do a good bit of cycling. So I jumped on the bike with the drone and went cycling and uh, just just went around really just to try and see if there was any nice kind of landscape footage I could get. So I draw, I cycled down to uh, a lake uh, in Glenade, which is in uh, just a kind of area in, in Leitrim. And um, I flew the drone over the lake and then I flew it back um, Towards like mountains, and it was a nice, uh, it was a really sunny, uh, the sun was actually co- going down at the time, which is always good for like nice shadows. And um, so, I took a bit of footage there, and uh, I uploaded that to Video Hive, and somebody bought it. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, for $17, yes. But nice the fun. whole, uh, I suppose that that was was probably the easiest uh, element to do, like, you know, landscape. And I didn't really think that uh, landscape would be that interesting to people. Now, I don't know what whoever bought it is actually going to use it for, but um, I thought these type of websites would be flooded with mountains and, you know, uh, sunsets and things like that because... They're probably the safest things to shoot because you're, you know, you might be in a um, like a public park or, you're, you know, you're not flying over houses and things like that. So hopefully um, you're you're OK to fly. But yeah, but what I suppose, you know, one of the biggest lessons I learned is that you have to be extremely careful about the locations that you're you're flying these things and not be upsetting yeah. people.
1: And how you how did you find like the the big one for me is like like what you were saying there about how you know I had in my head all these like Peter McKinnon style you know glory shots and I yeah. I suppose I kind of had a similar thing in mind when uh, when I was doing the photography it was like you you just automatically assume that you're going you're going to get these amazing uh amazing shots but then the practicality of it kind of rings true and you you wonder how much um how much of the kind of creative drive is in your head <laughs> as opposed to in your hands or you know it's only when you go out and, and and work with it as an experience you can kind of get to those places
0: yeah but i think it's it you know videography photography whatever it's it's the same thing Um if you are not prepared or you know, like say on a on a film shoot, people are going, you know, there's people specifically sent to look at a location and you know, scout that particular location and say, yes, it has this, it has this, it has this, this could be a great location to shoot this scene. Um and that's exactly what you have to do with photography. That's exactly what you have to do with videography. So if you uh, if you haven't prepared that and you're just basically doing what I was doing which was cycling around and going oh, maybe i'll I stick was doing, yeah. yeah yeah maybe' I'll, I'll, I'll stop here and I'll just chuck the drone up in the air and see what happens and see if I find a nice composition or something um it means that i I don't even know what I'm looking for whereas um the likes of mcKinnon and all these people you know they've mapped out exactly what they're gonna do before they do it and that's the biggest, I think, learning that I would have is that, you know, you, not, I know I'm going back to music, but I'm going to jump back out of it again. Just <laughs> it's how it's how I can reference things. But, you know, you don't go to a recording studio and not have written a song. It's written first. Yes. So yeah. you can't just walk out. Uh, you might be opportunistic and get a cool photograph now and then or Cool video, but chances are, unless you've thought about it, it's not going to happen.
1: Did you find that like you just didn't really come across that many uses for the drone in general, that you had to kind of go out and actively go, I'm using my drone today, you know?
0: Yeah, you do have to do that anyway. I think, you know, the the thing is that you, you need to prepare and you need to kind of know where you're flying. I mean there's there's quite a lot of no-fly zones around here. Um so you have to be careful about that and and the other thing is that you know you don't want to go to like a really busy place and start flying drones over people's heads without any permission. It's not not the best. Yeah. Um, Although
1: people do it. Um people yeah. do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh people people walk around cities and just take photographs of other people and you know they might walk up to them and go hey do you mind if i take a photograph you've got a cool jacket on i mean i haven't gone to that level yet i've just like randomly taken photographs of people
1: but i Um, think the funny thing is like you could be on like somebody's live stream as they walk down the street or yeah you could be in the shot of somebody's picture but yet you put up a drone and it's like what the fuck are you doing flying a drone around <laughs> it's like well you know imagine you are like somebody was walking down the street in a video call or something you're like what are you doing i'm in that shot yeah
0: <laughs> but it's the same but, you if know. you're holding holding a dslr camera versus having yeah. a phone in your hand
1: yeah people get really uptight um
0: yeah and you're like well, especially if you, know. if
1: you make some kind of like little vlog videos. If you do that on a DSLR, it's really intimidating, and people are like, "What are you doing? You're making a video." But if you've your phone out, everyone's like, "Yeah, cool. No, no problem."
0: Yeah. You
1: no, know, they might get slightly, uh, slightly suspicious when you when they see you turn it to landscape.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait a minute! What are you doing?
0: It's yeah. a video. Why now. is it landscape, and why are you talking to yourself? <laughs>
1: All in all, um, creative challenge. How how was it as an experience? Positive one, challenging one.
0: It was a positive one. It was a good learning. I think it was a good learning experience. Um, I learned a lot about, I suppose, what I was talking about earlier. You know, um, being being prepared, um, researching what you're gonna what you want to actually take a video of. Um, and then just being very careful about where you uh where you fly the drone
1: yeah true i think yeah that like being prepared about what you want to shoot is is definitely a big one yeah having a tripod for night any kind of nighttime photography is a must yeah (laughs) that's that's a big takeaway um having a tripod in general is really handy uh having a subject was really was really good i found it um yeah i found it all in all very positive experience i'm gonna uh definitely know a little bit more than i did going in um i don't know if i have too much uh the other side that i can actually use for anything but uh, it was definitely good For season two of From the Maker to the Maid, we're trying to make it a much more interactive experience, which means we would love to hear from you. Things you can get in touch about, topics that we can discuss on the show. Also to get involved in our creative challenge. Once a month, we set ourselves a creative challenge and discuss it in upcoming episodes uh, at the end of the month. Or even if you feel like you'd like to come on as a guest, get in touch. You can tweet us at FromTheMakerPod. We're also on YouTube, Facebook and Instagram. And if you're feeling generous and you'd like to help support the making of the show, there's a newly made Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash FromTheMakerPod. Or you can go old school and just send us an email from Made at gmail.com.